Welcome to Oversharing with the Overbees. I'm Joe. And I'm Matt. And each week you can tune in to hear us respond to your voicemails, go in depth on our lives as content creators, and hopefully leave you feeling even better than we found you. With that being said, let's get to Oversharing. I'm Recording. just leaving my rock star up here. Rockstar, will you sponsor us? Honestly, if you would just send us some, it would save us. That would be really bad. Uh, like our two that we really, we do Rockstar and we do Alani. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we go hard on both of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's... It's that new parent grind. <laughs> well, not new parent. I know you keep saying, but I mean, we're new parents. Yeah, we have a new too. kid. Yeah, we have a new kid. Old parent, new kid. Old parent, new kid. You know what the funny thing is uh-huh. about being a new parent? I've been what? thinking a lot about this because actually I saw a TikTok about it this week where they were saying that you shouldn't ask other people who are in the trenches of parenting for parenting advice. Yeah. And I think that's very true. And you know what? Let's just start this episode when we're about to be answering your questions. I was going to say. Let's start this episode with that. (laughs) But I thought it was so insightful because I have friends who are having brand new babies who have been asking, like, what did you do with this and that? But I feel like I'm new myself because Mm -hmm. I am. Like, if you have children under 10, you're also new. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And every kid's different. So. That's true. But... They made really good advice in that little TikTok that I watched. Mm-hmm. So sorry that I have no idea who it was. I didn't save it. I didn't plan on talking about it. But uh, they said that if there are other peers in your life who you really like, love and aspire to be more like, consider talking to their parents if they have good relationships with their parents. Oh, okay. Like yeah. if they attribute a lot of their qualities to how they were raised or their parents. That makes sense. Talk to their parents and find out what they did. Yeah. I was like, oh. I need to be doing more than that. I actually have, I am just chattery today. You're firing up. I am <clears throat> fired up and ready to go. She didn't I, get out of bed till noon yesterday, <laughs> but today, man, I'm, she's I'm, electric. I'm electric. I got four hours of sleep, like in a row. Well, oh, it was like three and a half. I thought you meant like over the night. I was no. like, that's not very good, babe. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got a three and a half hour stretch. Okay. And I feel like that has completely revitalized me. <laughs> she got a long nap. Anyway. So she's back. I, I'm back, baby. What I was about to say is I have a bride from when I was doing wedding photography mm-hmm. that I adored. I, I just loved her so much. And then I met her mom through the wedding process. Sure. And I adored her mom. Shocking. And anyway, her mom, I went to lunch with her mom when we were in the wedding process and her mom actually told me to go back on the date with you when we were oh, starting yeah. to see I each other again. Long story short, that mom friend has moved away from St. Louis and closer to us again. Yeah. And her daughter is actually, one of them's in Northwest Arkansas. And she messaged me the other day about going to lunch. I need to go to lunch with her and ask her all of her parenting all advice. All the advice. Yeah. Yeah. Get some pro tips. Yeah, because she nailed it. I mean, yeah. She has awesome kids. And, and brought you guys this podcast. It actually makes me sad because her daughter is my age and went to college with me, but we weren't friends. Yeah. Just like not. Too cool for like, you? What? Too cool for you? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Wow. Checks out. <laughs> it, I mean, she was super nice, but way too cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, though. All right. Well, we are chaotic today. Yeah. What are you thinking about? The, me? Yeah. Thinking? Yeah. I'm just trying to get into this podcast, get it going. Okay. Let it rip. All right. Any, any new thoughts for you? Did you know that uh, plants are patented? <laughs> I didn't know that. Tell me more about it. <laughs> Educate me on that. How does that work? No, I just found this out. Okay. Uh, this week or a couple weeks ago now. And uh, there are actually different varieties of plants that are patented. Like people can't um, propagate them. Now, you can propagate for personal use. Okay. So, like, if you purchase a plant at a nursery and propagate it and, like, give it to a friend, that's fine. Like, they're not going to come after you? Right. No. <laughs> but... Who... Yeah, who enforces this? I don't know, but I'm sure that someone does. Cause plant really, cops? Plant cops. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole plant police force, actually. No, uh, it's so that nurseries can't propagate okay. rare plants or plants that people have made in a lab that it's, like, their... Sure. Which I didn't even think about plants being made in Lab labs. Made. and Yeah. I didn't either. I learned a lot. I can barely keep a plant alive. Yeah. I forget to water a plant when you tell me to water a plant. 
yeah, you didn't. And I'm pretty sure it's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I put it back in its spot today. So we had a plant over on my parents. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Your, your mom got me that plant. <laughs> so oh, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> At least whenever it's dead, I got can it. tell her it was you. <laughs> that won't surprise her. No, not a little She'll bit. She'll be like, oh, shocking. Uh, no, I asked Matt if you would water two of my plants because they desperately needed water. The string of hearts lost a couple leaves, but I think it's going to be fine. Okay. So that I would have been mad. <laughs> I would have been really mad if cool. that died. Cool. But it's big enough that it handled its extra few days without water. The little one that your mom got me two years ago, mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. I've had that plant for oh, years. Oh, good. Rub it in. Yeah. Uh, it's losing all its leaves. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it's going to come back, but it's okay. So are you saying plants need their leaves to live? Yeah. Okay. They prefer it. Got it. It's kind of like, I'm not a I, I don't know that they need means. them. They need a node and roots in order, and then they can, like, regenerate. Don't they need the leaves for, like, photosynthesis? Yeah. For, like, food? But they'll grow new ones. Like, if you cut if off they don't have the any? leaves. Yeah. Okay. They can. How do they eat? I don't know. How do they live? I don't know how that works. Okay. But, like, if I propagate and cut up my plant and just do a node with no leaf, mm-hmm. it will sprout a leaf, or it can. I guess that's true. It's true. But I don't know how. I wonder if it has... Just like, a little bit in the stock? Yeah, something. Got it. <laughs> I honestly, for being such a plant person, don't know how that you works. You don't really know how plants work. Mm-mm. It's fine. Mm-mm. Not the science. No. I'm good at like vibes. I, I take in all the plant vibes and I give them what they need. She's got a good feel for plants. I do. Science. I nah. would completely argue that I have a great feel for plants. I have no idea the science that's going on. Honestly, I think that's how I am in life in general. I was thinking about this this morning, actually, because we were talking about how something with bodies work. What happened? Oh, <laughs> I don't want to describe what happened. But Matt referenced kidneys talking to me and was like, this well, morning? No, not oh. this morning. It was a couple okay. days ago. Okay, I was like, you're you were, blowing my mind here. No, but I thought about it this morning. Got it, okay. Uh, you were saying that, uh, well, that could mean that your kidneys aren't, or like you made a joke. It wasn't yeah. even, like you made a joke about kidneys. And that in that moment, I didn't think about it then, but I thought about it this morning, how I am too stupid. <laughs> like, I don't know what the kidneys do. <laughs> <laughs> what? But it's not because somebody didn't try to teach me. Like, I learned that and aced that test at one point. Sure. But the information didn't seem relevant for long term, so I just let it out. You're like, I've got two kidneys. I don't need to learn about them. Exactly. Yeah. And I hate that about myself. I don't know. It seems fine. Okay. Yeah. You just... You only but like you like, can make funny jokes about kidneys and like be confident that you're making I don't know that reference. it was that good of a joke. Okay. It seems like you're probably doing okay without it. Okay. I don't remember what it is. Otherwise, I'd say it and then we could get some feedback on whether it was good or not but well the question is has anybody <laughs> else ever eaten foods and then your pee smells oh, like oh that that's what this was mm-hmm. yeah yeah because we had a scenario where <laughs> what you peed smelled exactly <laughs> like what you ate yep and i was like i don't know that i've ever had that experience mm-hmm. maybe i just haven't been smelling my pee i don't know <laughs> That could be more of the problem. And then Matt was like, made a joke about my kidneys not working properly. Yeah, I was like, maybe your kidneys or your, you know, whatever. But I shut the joke isn't down filtering quickly. the, yeah. filtering the stuff out. Yeah. You shut it down by just not understanding it? Is that? <laughs> no, I shut it down because I was like, no, we're not going to wish upon health, wish Got health issues Got upon it. me. Just even stared. in joke form. Got it. All right. So today. <laughs> today. So we asked for a lot of, we, we said we, this is going to be the last kind of. Like the, the, the last. Hey, we had a baby episode. Yeah. It's not that we're not going to be talking about parenting or kids or anything like that. But And I'm sure we've got a bunch of voicemails that we haven't gotten to yet that talk about this stuff. And But we don't want to go on and on to you all about, uh, you know, we were pregnant and then we had a baby. Yeah, then, this is you know. our plan is not to make this a parenting podcast and just like do that every week. Because like we said at the beginning of this episode, we're new. We probably shouldn't be giving you advice anyway. Every day we make it up. Yeah. And every day we screw something up. They want us to bring back a mean mom, bad dad. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Somebody was like, do that again. And there's plenty to do in there. Yeah. Like I mentioned on my story, G fell off the back of a chair last weekend. That was pretty cool. You were super close, like close enough that you... You could not have caught her because of how, like, no. it was one of those things that 
you were close enough that in theory you could have caught her, but mm-hmm. because of how all of the things and the order that it happened in, yeah. it was not good. She but was they, fine. Yeah, I did. A, she she recovered quickly, but it was a little terrifying. And she landed like on her head, like slash neck, and it looked really bad. Mm-hmm. Like bad enough that I was like, maybe I shouldn't move her in case she moved she herself broke her neck. quickly. <laughs> yeah, she rolled around was totally fine. But it was kind of a good, you know, we've talked about parenting with natural consequences because immediately before she fell off the back of the chair, I was like, is that safe? You should probably sit on your bottom. And then she fell right off the back of the chair onto her neck. Well, we've been working on not saying be careful, which I still do. But Oh, all the time. I read a whole thing about not saying be careful because it doesn't really teach them to be aware of anything and they don't know what to focus on. They just, they're scared. Right. But they don't know why. Right. So you have to kind of make them understand, do you feel safe? Does this seem safe? Right. That kind of idea. Yeah. Anyway, we've been working on that. You've been doing a pretty good job. I've been trying. I've been trying. Like you, I, I've been really listening to the words you use and how you describe it to her because I'm like, okay, I'm going to put that in here, lock it away <laughs> so that I use those words. It's working. Good. Yeah. Good. She so she knows so many words. It's insane. Yeah, it really is. Insane. Like she understands what we're saying to her, which is just blowing my mind every time I say it. <laughs> I'm like, can you walk around this chair? And I was like, she doesn't know any of those words. Walks around the chair, no problem. Yeah, like, she brings me stuff. Yeah. Oh, she's really good at bringing stuff. Yeah. And sometimes it's stuff you're like, I don't know if you know what I'm asking you to get. She knows. And she comes back with it. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. She's really good at the remote. <laughs> <laughs> She's that is got true. The remote down. Anyway, yeah. Uh, we have a whole list of questions from you guys. Matt put it up on his story. Yeah. And typically, we put stuff on Matt's stories for podcast recommendations yeah. or questions, just because it's a little easier to navigate. So, if you don't follow Matt on Instagram already, go follow him. That would be great. He's closing Love in it. on thirty thousand friends. <laughs> That's ridiculous, but yes. Uh, all right. Do we, are we just hopping in? Is that the, yeah, I think our best bet's just to go in. I've kind of grouped them a little bit into like kind of how our experience has been and advice and then miscellaneous. There's some good, like random questions. Yeah. Uh, We'll hit reads of the week at the end of the episode. Yeah. So don't worry. And I, hopefully I, like I said, I know there's a lot of voicemails and stuff that we haven't gotten to. Hopefully these answer some of them. We'll have to start screening and getting better about getting our voicemails curated per episode. We kind of have always just like winged it. Yeah. I mean, who, who's sitting at the we top of the list? We stop winging it. But guess what? Like I said, jazz today. Have the yeah. energy. So maybe we'll start making some organization. I thought you were saying jazz, like you're freestyling. I was ooh, like, ooh, improvising. I, I'm it's not, like, that's how we always do it. And no, it's I'm not, not, I'm not the doing best that. podcast format. No. Okay. One of the first ones is really more for you. Somebody okay. wants you to talk about mom guilt, okay. breastfeeding, and being able to miraculously function on zero sleep often. I don't miraculously function on zero sleep. So we'll start there. Uh, I know lots of moms who do, and kudos to you, because the moment I am on night, I'd say I can make it to night three, where I'm operating on not very little sleep, Mm -hmm. I become ragey. Oh, you you get mean. I get, and I, I don't get mean. No. Like very- It's really uncomfortable for me. Because I I don't really know how to handle it because you're not a person that is usually mean. So usually if you're around somebody that's kind of like mean, a lot of times it means give them space. Right. Like they want you to go away from them. Yeah. It's not really even the case for you. No. You're going to be mean to me, but then you're like, why do we not spend time together? Why are you doing this? Why are you not giving me what I want? I'm like, because you're mean. Because you're scaring me. (laughs) Well, and for me too, it's really short lived. Yeah. And I snap out of it, which has to also be very confusing. Uh huh. Because if I'm mean, I'm gonna be mean. And it's the not whole a day. postpartum thing for me. It is a sleep. lack of sleep thing. Sleep. Like, because even if I'm not postpartum, mm-hmm. if you deprive me of sleep, I get mean. snappy. But it takes a couple days. It's not like one night of bad sleep. Yeah, you're really good about. Hey, I ba- I had a bad night, but I'm gonna push through it and right. do my best. I hit I hit a line where I can't push oh, through anymore. So anyway, yeah. I just say. I don't miraculously function on zero sleep. Mm -hmm. I don't handle it well. And you and I have kind of made our own little system that if like with postpartum and not operating well with sleep, Matt really steps in so that I can take a nap or I can go to bed earlier or literally anything we can do to get me more sleep. Yeah, With us working from home and having a flexible schedule, there are things I can do if I'm doing a lot of the needs like for Rory. Yeah that 
I can step in, do that, and then hopefully you can take a nap together. Since he's a newborn, they sleep a lot. So well, our whole house, the function just stops if I am in that place. Yeah. So I don't miraculously function. As for mom guilt, I don't know that I experience mom guilt the same way other people do. We actually yeah. talked about this recently. I try not to get in my head and I try not to read other moms thoughts that much on the internet Mm -hmm. and I try to not ask other people's opinions (laughs) fair uh and it's not that I don't want other people's advice or words I just don't feel like I have a lot of space available to fall into a really guilty place okay so I avoid it at all costs. Okay, sure. And I know we're going to get into breastfeeding, so I'll wait until sure. You know, we have sure, lots sure. of questions about the breastfeeding journey. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's not that I don't experience mom guilt. It's that I avoid it because uh, I think that's something that other people make me feel more than I make gotcha. myself feel. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, and I don't know that you experience it in the same way as everybody else. Like you spend... You do have a lot of time around your children. I yeah. think some of your guilt is centered around things outside of. I agree. A lot of the typical I sources struggle of with, mom guilt. I, I feel like I really prioritize my kids pretty heavily. And sometimes that makes me feel guilty for how I'm treating my other relationships. Yeah. Rather than, but I don't have the same responsibilities as a lot of people taking me away from my kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're in a really privileged situation where we get to spend a lot of time with our kids. So I'm not having to, like, I know when I talk to my best friend, like, you know, she works full time at an office. So her daughter's at daycare. So if she decides to come visit me for the weekend and leaves her daughter at home, that means that her daughter was at daycare all week and she didn't get to spend the weekend with her. Yeah. And that she feels very guilty about. And I, completely i would feel the same way sure um and so i don't i don't know that i have personal experience in that department but i just want to mention that we're coming from a very different place than yeah most. it's less about time it's more about quality or different yes. interactions yes so were we trying to get pregnant and how did we know that we were ready yes for we a were second? trying to get pregnant i stand by you never know you're ready yeah it's it's always about do you feel like you can take on the challenge yeah or oops, we're having a second baby. That's, well, we didn't that's do that. the other way. But that was not our situation. Um, and last podcast or two, we talked about we were trying and we actually had a chemical um, pregnancy. So we've we've tried a couple times, but fortunately, we haven't had an extended time of trying, even with that. So um, we're able to kind of plan it. Yeah, and hope ish, for the best. You yeah. know. Uh, I knew that I wanted them relatively close together. Yeah. Was what I was hoping for. Did um, you have like an ideal age gap? Because that's lots of people were asking age gap questions. So, uh, no, because <laughs> I, uh, so my sisters are nine and six years older than me. Uh-huh. And we're very, in my opinion, pretty close. We get along well. Yeah. Uh, half sisters. Half so sisters. They so, were in the house when you were right. growing up. Uh, we, uh, and as I've noted before, we all hate the term half sister. Not, I understand sure, why you just, used it, but just to make it clear, it's just weird because to me, they're just my sisters. No, they are your but sisters. Absolutely. Yes, we have a big age gap. Uh, and then I have nieces and nephews that are a whole range of yeah. age gaps. Uh, my, I can't even think in my head how far apart, what, seven years? Uh, the twins to K, and then yeah. there are three or four years between K and S, and then. Uh, anyway, long story short, I didn't feel uh, all of those kids have great relationships and hang mm-hmm. out with one another and love one another. So I wasn't really worried in terms of that, but I think that I want a lot of kids. You want a handful, and four or five is kind of your thought. Yeah. And we'll see again. Yeah. I continue to reserve <laughs> the right to change my mind at any time. Her feelings at six to seven months pregnant are very different than her feelings right the after or like. 12 months after. Right. And so uh, I wanted them to be relatively close together because I hate being pregnant. Yeah. I think that's been, that's kind of my thought on it more. You want to have four kids and you want to stop being pregnant. So you want your age gap pretty tight. I'm trying to get, get that part 
Yeah. And I, not that I'm trying to rush through Cause it. Cause there's pros and cons to all kinds of age gaps. Yes. Lots of people have great relationships when they're 12 months apart or 12 years apart. And lots of people have bad relationships with yeah. both of those things exactly. too. I don't know how much it matters, but, yeah. uh, yeah, I'm, I want to never be pregnant again, <laughs> but I want, but you want more kids. I want, I want to experience all of the things that come with it. Yeah. Again and I want my kids to have a big family and mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. So I'm kind of a walking contradiction. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of how it, how it goes. What are we doing this time differently in postpartum? Um, what do you think? <sighs> well, breastfeeding has gone. I think the biggest thing has been mm -hmm. feeding and we are only three weeks. So we're just getting into the postpartum bit. I feel like. Yeah. Because it really is like a several months situation. Yeah, the first couple of weeks are just pure... Survival. Yes, like white knuckle survival. <laughs> it's all instinct. It's all gut. There's no plan, at least for us. There's probably lots of people out there that have a great plan and a great structure. We're all vibes. Yeah, we are all and vibes. like just winging vibes. I feel like this time, as for what we're doing differently... Mm-hmm nursing is the big one but that's not a decision that we made it's just yeah. going better than it did last time uh and i think that we're trying to more actively get out of the house yeah well i, I mean g was a pandemic baby right. so getting out of the house was not riskier yeah different felt worse and everybody's different there are some people who would probably gasp at the idea of getting out of the house but yeah. for me for my mental well-being your physical recovery has been really good so yeah. your ability to get out of the house and be comfortable is solid and i just even if it's just to go get a coffee or go to the park or do something very small walk through the plant go nursery. to the gas station like yeah. we're just talking 15 minutes in yeah. the car go look at houses i love to go look at yeah. houses Check the mailbox. Uh, anything. Yeah, I do do that a lot. I'm like, like have I'm you checked the mail yet? I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go walk, walk out down there. to the mailbox. Yeah. We have a pretty long driveway, so uh -huh. it's a little jaunt. Yeah, you know, it's a good couple hundred feet. Yeah, hardest parts of going back to day to day life after the first day's home. I don't think we're even in day to day life yet. That's you part don't. of the problem. Um, it's harder now with two, especially because we are. You know, everybody says you're going from, you know, zone to man defense mm -hmm. and so if somebody's with one child each time and you're with the newborn because you're the food source mm -hmm. so um hardest part of day to day is just making sure that uh, one i think that you're being taken care of enough so i have a workout that's in the evenings and i try and go to that as much as i can but especially the first week or two i was not real comfortable dumping both kids on you even for an hour so i could pop out and work out and come home so it's just scheduling more around that, making sure that we have coverage so that whoever is with one or both children and can now that it. I'm feeling physically better, yeah, we're in a better place to for you to leave me with because that of first them. week, I wasn't real comfortable with you picking her up, like picking Pick Gardner up, yeah, like, I agree there was a lot well, I wasn't of that supposed to. no exactly I don't know if i'm I don't know when I'm allowed to do that, yeah, I have been <laughs> I feel okay, but that might not be a good, yeah, thing yeah, to do. Yeah. Again, all vibes. Yeah. We're, vi we're our, the vibes are healthy. So truly, truly, truly. So, did you have a process this time around to have another after having postpartum anxiety and depression? Was there something in that that was affected? Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think I really considered it that much when moving sure. into the make the like make the decision with another. But the moment I was pregnant. I felt very dumb for not having taken that more into consideration. Sure. Does that sure. check out? And so it, when you're getting into that first trimester where you're like, I'm falling asleep and sick and tired. Well, and I and mentally falling apart. It was like I had completely forgotten that a lot of those feelings I had experienced were related to postpartum mm -hmm. and that having another meant postpartum again. I don't know. I just. I don't know that I really processed. So your I, process for the decision was to forget about it and then realize it too late. It's not that I forgot about it. Sure. It's just I don't know that I considered it relevant in my decision the way that I should have. Okay. And I think also something to consider is I have been struggling with 
depression and my mental health well outside of postpartum as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know that I, the postpartum anxiety is what I relate to my postpartum experience the most. Whereas the depression that I have been struggling with is much more independent of postpartum gotcha. in my head to, yeah. like, to me personally. And so for me, I knew that my anxiety was pretty well maintained with getting on a medication that worked. And I knew that it was, well, multiple months long. It was short-lived. It wasn't mm-hmm. forever. And so that wasn't intimidating to me. And yeah. I don't know that I considered the depression because to me that was independent of postpartum. Yeah. Yeah, Does you that can make sense? yeah, exactly. I, I think that makes sense for sure. Yeah. Because you're while you did have postpartum anxiety and that was very very much attributed to being postpartum, there was definitely a chemical like And I am still whoa. having it. Yeah. I'm, I'm medicated mm-hmm. this time in my postpartum journey. Um but I am still having like some intrusive thoughts and some Yeah. but it's not as it's not And it to was, a degree just having the awareness, especially last time to go Wow, that was that was kind of outside the realm of what makes sense for me, mm-hmm. and to be aware of that and to know this is something I can manage. This is something that's not. This isn't my brain. This is a chemical mm-hmm. balance issue. For sure. Okay, zero to one or one to two, which was harder? <sighs> Granted, again, uh-huh. we're only three weeks. Yeah, in. we're only three weeks in. I think it's one to two. Um, for you, for me, for me, my, it's definitely zero to one. I get that, and I think that makes sense because zero to one, there is so much you're not doing that you start doing. You you become a parent, mm-hmm. and you have all the responsibilities. But again, as the mom, you're doing the pumping or the breastfeeding or a lot of that. If you're doing formula, then you can split that, and we were able to split it because you were doing pumping. And there was a but lot I that went into that. Had to pump. <laughs> but it's something in these first three weeks, one to two has mentally impacted me much more, much more. And maybe that's because I, maybe the first time I, I knew I wasn't prepared and I was just going to figure it out and work it mm-hmm. out. And one to two for me, I was like, we got this. We've done this before. I know what's going on. And it's just been completely different. Um, I talked about it a little bit in a post I did and I had a caption that talked a little bit about kind of some postpartum, uh, honestly, some postpartum depression as a dad that I've had. And I know a lot of it has just been, I want to work on myself as a person and I need to, and there's a lot I'm working on and, you know, getting better at it. And with, I want to be a good example for my kids and with a daughter, it has seemed more manageable to work on myself and, and come along with her. And so I'm, you know, I'm teaching her to regulate and I'm, that's a good reminder for me to regulate myself. There's a lot of things like that, that with a daughter felt easier to do. And my fear with a son has been, man, he's going to model himself after me immediately. Well, and you probably also see a lot more of yourself in a son than you do even though I know yeah. you see a ton of you. It, what's G. really funny is my personality is 100% G's personality. So she's a little version of me. So a lot of times it's really good for me to see, oh, she's really spinning out about this. I can I can relate to that and I can help with that. It's been a really good mirror for me. With a son, my fear, even if he's not similar to me, is that he's going to work to be like me. And I want to make sure that what he's working to be like is is good and productive and not the negative sides of things. And so it's it's way in my head and it's not all concrete and it doesn't all make sense, but it's been harder this time, uh, one to two. Technical-wise, logistics-wise, one to two is different, but it's been, we've gone, like I said, more man. You've been with the baby, I've been with G. And that part has been fine. Zero to one, definitely. There's a lot more legwork that you weren't doing that you have to do. But you're almost getting a person back, too, once you get through that immediate pregnancy recovery, too, though. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> Big facts. There at the end, you don't necessarily have two full parents 
No, I'm well, bored. not not how I do it. Yeah, you you get a little little run out. So uh, pregnancy's hard for me. I, yeah. and it's I I oh man, I just I lose all function for yeah nine ten months. It feels like not that I I don't know. It just it wears me out, dude. Yeah. But all right, best part of having two close together so far. I don't know the difference. See, that's the thing. I don't know what having too far apart is going to look like. But too too close together, um, they're just they're both growing. They're both they're both still babies. They're not baby. I mean, she's not a baby, but but she is. She is. She's she's not super old yet. So she's they're both flexible. Yeah. And I don't think she's established enough routine. To get really ingrained one way. She's so excited about she her brother. She loves having a baby. Yeah. She thinks it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So she, she's always trying to help with him and yeah. uh, anything she can do. She's, she she likes just to wants to be a helper. Involved and she wants to shower him in kisses. And squish his face with her face. Which is funny because she is not... Affectionate. No. No, she's not a lovey-dovey baby, but... With her brother. She wants to just... Love the absolute shit out of her brother. <laughs> okay, inspiration for Rory's name. We got a lot of questions about Rory. Where's the name from? Is it tied into family like Jesus? Yes, it is tied into family like Jesus. Rory is our uh, kind of take on Gregory. Yeah. Which, if you listen to the podcast, you know Gregory from Greg's Reads of the Week. Greg's Reads of the Week, yep. Uh, Rory is our take on his name. And then Rory's middle name is Dennis, which is after Matt's dad. Yeah, so he's got his grandpa's names. Yep. Tied in. He's a papa's boy. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't we had some other front runners and when he was born, it was on our list, but there was just a couple others that we'd really been leaning towards. It was very loosely on our list and like yeah. last minute added to our list. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to tell this story, I okay. guess, because we were at the hospital. He came and I I told everybody, like the nursing staff, mm-hmm. everybody before I was like we don't have a name. If it's a boy. If it's a boy. So, if you know, this child comes out and it's a boy like I think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, just know, you can't ask me, what's his name? Yeah, give us some time. I don't know. <laughs> and so we got over to postpartum and I looked at Matt and I said, we have to make a decision. We had a couple of names and if we ever decided to use them down the road, I, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that you were leaning those other names and that was fine. Uh and I looked at Matt and I said, I really want you to make the final decision because mm-hmm. with G, we agreed on the list of names. Yeah. But then I kind of chose which name off the list I wanted to use. Mm-hmm. And then this and time. You had a heavy favorite going in. I had a heavy Gardner favorite going like, in. Gardner was like, yes. this is what I'm going to pick. Yes, 100%. 99%. Yes. Uh, but this time, I really wanted you to mm-hmm. be the one to make the decision. And so I looked at Matt and I said, well, what do you think? And you so confidently <laughs> looked at me and you're like, oh, his name's Rory. And I said, excuse me? Because <laughs> that's just not what I thought you were, I yeah. don't know. It's not where I thought you were going. Uh, it just had more uh, family to it, I think, is really the big deciding factor. Yeah. Is that it had a little family significance. The other ones did not have so much family significance to them. And I still really like them. And we may use them anyway if we, we have struggled more boys. a lot with boy names. Yeah, we just didn't have as many good boy names in the list. And when I looked at Rory, I was like, "This, this could be a Rory. Rory really fits." Yeah, and I, I agree. Just, it it worked. Yeah, you know, and it you took know. me. So everybody thought that we weren't announcing the name. It's like a big drawn out uh, no influencer thing, you know, to pull engagement. Yeah, and yeah, have yeah. people. Uh, and. In fact, I just didn't want to announce his name until I could remember his name. Until you were confident that was what it was? Yes, because we were probably a week postpartum, like we'd been at home. And I looked at Matt and I said, tomorrow, you, me, and Rory. And as it came out of my mouth, I thought to myself, is that his name? Was that right? Did I say it right? Yeah. And it was just because we didn't use the name at all before, nor was it a top runner. So it wasn't... (laughs) It wasn't even as like an option. No. And so it took me probably a week or two yeah. to really remember that that's what we had picked. But yeah. I love it. I really do. I love it. And we weren't planning on using it regardless of gender. No. 
Although it was on your girl's name it list. Was on That's my how girl it came list. up. Yeah. You had it on your girl's name list, but it was down the list. If we had all girls, that would probably be a girl name Number for us. Four, five, Three or four, yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. We kind of have that. All but when around. you sh- when you showed me the list, I was like, Rory could be a boy's name. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess it could. You hadn't even thought of it that way. And so no. it was a late Which is edition. Because it's a traditional male name, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's very yeah gender it's neutral split, but... i don't think it's but anyway yeah yep that's the story behind the name yeah um did you feel like filming the content and not posting it made it more fun yes no 100 percent. and i probably didn't film as much as i would have liked to mm-hmm. looking back now like i started filming way late i didn't start filming anything till the second half yeah uh i didn't document the first half well but uh, it was nice to have that flexibility in that room, and it was really, really nice having all of the content to share later these first couple of weeks. Yeah, um, I still have some stuff that I haven't shared, but I just feel like I have been pounding people to death with old content, pregnancy content, yeah. and so I've kind of, you know, I don't know. You're trying to use it, it more to and, fill in. Yeah. So I'm starting to post more in real time now, but yeah, I really, I enjoyed it. I enjoy documenting regardless. I mean, as G's gotten a little bit older, we're sharing less and less of her. And the thing is we still take all those photos and document and do all of that video outside of for ourselves. Yeah. Our Google photos are chocked full of (laughs) pictures of our daughter. And so I, uh, I love documenting. I mean, I think that's Mm -hmm. how I ended up getting into this space wasn't because I mean, content creation and careers and influencing were not a thing when I started documenting my life this way. No, not way. Not in the same way. Yeah. Not with the same. It it looked a lot. It wasn't a career. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So that was kind of our experience portion. I've kind of tried to group these up. So this is more advice. So friend of the pod, Tom Schweers. All right. Demi and Tom, lovely people. Tiny Tom. Check them out. <laughs> Just kidding, Tom. I know you're not listening to this, but if you were, oh. I will never. Yeah, we, we went were... on a trip with everybody and there was Tom Toms. Sullivan and Tom Schweers. Tom Sullivan's just a very He's large really, man. Tom Sullivan's really, really tall, like played tight end tall. And Tom Schweers not short. He's no, just he's not. normal height like but the rest kept... of us. But with two Toms, we were getting like tall Tom and tiny Tom. He was getting wrong. Short Tom. Yeah. Little Tom. I, st- I tried to pivot and be like absurdly large Tom for Tom Sullivan. Yeah. To, to give him a break. But uh, I don't know that that really stuck. Anyway. Uh, they're having a baby in two months. They are. How should they prepare? I think they're doing a great job. I think yeah. the best things they can do to prepare is... Prepare to turn off from the rest of everything for a while. Yeah. Like the other responsibilities, the, I I know that because they create content that they're going to want to document and probably be pretty active online. And my best advice is don't feel like a slave to that. Like don't, don't feel, uh, like you're stuck doing that try to turn off and just enjoy the time and know that there will be a time that you sleep again yeah and that it gets better uh not that it's bad because it's not bad in those few weeks it's just a lot and because you haven't experienced it yet i think it can feel like is this going to be forever Mm -hmm. and i can confidently tell you no it's not going to be forever no it's going to be a really short piece of time so just slow down uh yeah that that first night home might go really poorly if it was like ours. So ours it's okay. Wasn't even poor. She slept fine. She did the great. Rest of that no, night. it was poor on my behalf. Yeah, you did horrible. My I melted down. I was like, this is the worst decision we've ever made. And it's okay to melt down. Yeah, that's okay. It's yeah. rational. Also, the best advice I've been given is crying does not hurt your baby. It is okay for them to cry. So if you are feeling overstimulated or overwhelmed, to set them down in their crib or their bassinet and remove yourself for five minutes. Yeah, lean on your partner. So that you can calm down or whatever it is, that is okay. Crying does not hurt them. I thought you were saying you're crying. No. I was like, no. yeah, it's okay to cry. No, I mean, it is okay to cry. I cried several times. But I meant it's okay if the baby's crying because I think so yeah. often when baby cries, 
we are trying to do everything to comfort them and we let ourselves get so overstimulated Mm -hmm. and then like we're anxious the baby's crying you know like there's not a lot of healing energy anywhere in there and so it's okay to set them down and walk away for a minute or two yeah collect yourself and then return sure i think that's great yeah how can friends and family better support and love new parents feed them feed them feed them do their dishes yeah help them with the executive function in their household do their laundry they've probably got the baby under control yeah, or want to. Yeah, or they want to spend that time with the baby working on that. Um, help them with the other aspects of their life. Unless that, they communicate differently. Yeah, absolutely. They may need five minutes away from the baby where they go, hey, can you hold him so I can relax or Having I'd like to take a nap. But li- just listen to them and yeah. try and help with things outside of the baby maybe. Having somebody set up a meal train I think is huge because then other friends and family can sign up what days they're going to take food over. Like Mm -hmm. I think we do two or three nights a week. Uh, One of our friends or family are bringing over a meal. And most of those friends also bring something to stick in the freezer, uh, which has been great. Awesome. And kept us very fed through this time. And that's something we do for all of our friends when they welcome a new baby Mm -hmm. And it just gets you through those first three or four weeks and divides the responsibility amongst your village and your people. Yeah. And I think that that's really good. All right. I think this is one of the only questions for just you, (laughs) correct? Uh, Probably. But I think it's a really, really good one. Sure. Do you have sensory things that go along with ADHD that make it difficult to parent? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know they gave an example about like crying. Does that overstimulate you? I remember with Gardner, that was a problem. Um, I now have a, I I actually take a beta blocker that can help with um, some of that adrenaline dump and heightened like physical response to anxiety. So that's been a lot better this time. So I I am medicated to help with some of that overstimulation reaction. Um, So medicine helps a lot. If that's something that you're worried about or something that you're experiencing, and it's not something you're getting treated or your treatment for that is not working, talk with your mental health team uh, if that's an option for you. Uh, otherwise, yes. Yeah, it has been, it was a problem, especially the first time around. Um, and I've gotten better tools to deal with it the second time around. Yeah, I But agree. it's okay. It's absolutely part of the process. And that's where you can lean on your partner and go. Well, and another thing that you do, you yeah. wear your headphones a lot. Yeah, that's true. So... Uh, I wear my, I have AirPods, the the pros that I can put on transparency mode. And that kind of helps because sometimes they will filter if it gets really loud. It kind of cuts, cuts out a little bit. And so that lets me, one, either listen to something that is more calming or stimulates me in a positive way. In a positive way. Um, or it can cut out some of the, the high-pitched screeches they kind of are like whoa i don't know what that was but you don't need it so uh, a couple different tips and tricks so medication and uh maybe some transparency airpods yeah could uh, could be helpful best advice for new mom and dads who are tired of hearing just wait this one i didn't totally understand just wait like is it just is is it just wait in a negative way or just wait in a positive no it's it's the it is the constant like if you say anything positive about your experience oh it's going so good yeah that will just wait gotcha wait till they turn two and they tear apart your life right yeah wait until you don't sleep all night wait till they throw up on you wait till you know whatever it is people always like it's like you can't have a positive experience and i find this when i'm talking that i leave disclaimers where i'm like i know that we're only three weeks in but it's going really well Mm -hmm. uh because i also get just worn down of this just wait mentality. But the thing is, you're right, is just wait can also be positive. And I think that's something that I've really tried to flip the script on. And, you know, just wait till they smile for the first time. Just wait until they say I love you for the first time. Yeah. You know, just wait until they pick their first outfit all on their own. (laughs) Because that's one of my favorite memories. That is good. You know, there, there are so many exciting and fun things coming and yes there are also hard things but 
Wait till they slap you in the face for the first time. <laughs> I, and then give you a hug. It's really sweet. Yeah. And it makes you mad. And you're like, mm. She didn't do that very long. No, but that was just a phase. But that is, I, yeah, that's something we try to do is always when people are talking about their experience, good or bad, you know, say they're at eight months. We're like, man, wait for that 10 month. Like at 10 months, it's it's a different ball game. It's so fun. They're doing so much more. At a year, they're doing more. Try and build a little positive like anticipation. Like something that's really exciting to look forward to because yeah. there always is something. Yeah, it's phenomenal. You're in the newborn phase and that's so much fun. And no, it's not. And if you... Co- well, hey, <laughs> I think it is. I don't know. I love the newborn I phase. I don't love the newborn phase. Yeah, I love it. And that's the thing. Everybody's so different. So when you're listening to people say, just wait, mm-hmm. like for Matt, he does not enjoy the newborn part. And I have a lot of friends who don't enjoy the newborn part. Yeah. I love live for the newborn part yeah you struggle more as they get older a hundred percent yeah i I, love the toddler phase yeah i i struggle a lot more like where we are right now Mm -hmm. with g it's really hard for me to connect with her because i mean i do absolutely it's that language barrier is so hard for me because she's frustrated that i i can't figure out what she's saying yeah and like i'm frustrated i can't figure out what she's saying Uh uh and that's hard for me yeah so one of the questions for you was, I want kids, but I'm terrified for how my body will change with and after pregnancy. How did you cope with those things? And did you have that same anxiety? I think I've talked on this a little bit, but I don't, I don't put that much value into my appearance. And I Fair. attribute a lot of that, not to some awakening I had or some mm-hmm. realization where I let that go. And it's not that I'm never self-conscious of my body, but I, when I was in high school, had friends that were super cute and were the popular girls and this and that. And I just was not in that conversation. I was not, I wasn't even close to being the cute girl, which is fine. And I, I you weren't playing the same game. I wasn't playing the same game. And so at that time I just told myself, well, I guess I'm going to have to be good at other things. Not that if you are beautiful <laughs> that, you know, you didn't want to be good at other things, sure. but I think I just really let go. My appearance was not a super valuable thing about me. Um, and so, that's just how it went for me. So mm-hmm. I wasn't that worried about my body changing because I expect my body to change. I'm getting older. I'm growing children. I'm, you know, I I don't know. And I never weighed that into how I valued my mom or my grandmother or any of the women in my life. Mm-hmm. So it it just wasn't something I was crazy worried about. Now, my stretch marks wasn't something I was worried about when I decided I wanted kids, but my mom has them. So I I knew that they were in the cards. They were probably in the cards. And I already had tons of stretch marks Mm -hmm. from just going through puberty. And like I became a very, I was a very skinny kid, like very, very skinny Mm -hmm. kid. And then whenever I filled out, um, I got very curvy and that resulted in a lot of stretch marks. So I knew that I was going to get them. But I was worried about how I would handle it because I know that whenever I got my stretch marks in high school and stuff, that was something I was self-conscious about at the time. And so I was worried as they started appearing through pregnancy, how was I going to handle that? Was that going to be emotional for me? Um, And I ended up actually really liking them. And I feel the same way this pregnancy. And as they got worse toward the end of pregnancy, I had the same thought of, is this really going to bother me? Is it going to upset me? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just didn't know. And I think the ways that I coped with that is letting myself feel the feelings, acknowledging it, voicing it to you and having those discussions uh, and then embracing it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that it's very freeing when we realize that our appearance just is not that important. Yeah. And I think if that is something that you're wanting to prioritize, understand that that, you know, the time that you're pregnant and the time that you're postpartum uh, are temporary. And there there will be a time again where you can work on yourself. And if you want to get really into your fitness and your life. I didn't fit into my postpartum or my pre-pregnancy denim until I was 14 months postpartum. Yeah. I didn't. I, I ordered all of my denim in a couple sizes up. 
and I wore them. And then suddenly one day I realized these are kind of big. Yeah. And I tried on my old denim and they fit. I wasn't doing something to actively lose weight. I wasn't doing anything to try and snap back. Yeah. I just got back. It wasn't back. a priority for you. No. That wasn't something you were interested in. No. I would say this time around, you're much more interested in getting back to working out and feeling that way. But that's not so much. That's not an image thing necessarily. I know. And that's what I want to know yeah. because so many women, I hear them, oh, I wish that I would snap back like that. I wish that I would look like yeah. this. For me, I had no interest in working out after I had mm-hmm. G. None. No. And I I have always been pretty active in fitness. I was really, really active in yoga leading up to my pregnancy with G. Uh, I lifted weights. I worked out four mornings a week. (laughs) And I got pregnant with G and I dropped all of that and had no interest in it. Yeah. And I thought, oh, maybe it'll come back after I had her. Nope. (laughs) I had, I, I haven't been to the gym in two years. Yeah. Which is weird because prior to that, I had 10 years of consistently working out always and uh this time i had rory and i said to matt i was like i'm ready to go back to weightlifting and i think you were like what yeah a little early she can't quite do it quite yet i am not going no i understand but you're you've been really interested in it but i i am ready once i get cleared to work out again i'm kind of ready to yeah get back to that and i think sometimes some of that first experience was some of that anxiety in the postpartum feelings and, and hormones and all that. And that's going to vary for you and understand that, um, working on your mental, uh, is going to really affect how you can work on your physical. Mm-hmm. It's all tied together, but I wanted to note that just, you know, it's going to vary. Yeah, for but sure. If that is something that is really important to you, you can, you can work on that. There's all kinds of women who postpartum look better than they ever have. So hundred percent and feel better than they ever yeah. have. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't think change is bad, and I, I think the most important thing is you take care of yourself, regardless yeah. of what lasting effects kids leave on mm-hmm. you and pregnancy leaves on you. Yeah. So, yep. And it's a cool process, so understand it it's that. It's crazy. Even if it, it changes, changes you, you, a lot of that change is really cool. Yeah. So, did we discuss what kind of parenting we want to do before getting married? No. Did we? No. I don't think so. No. We I think we kind of knew who we were we as wanted, people. And we discussed that we wanted kids. Yeah, that we wanted children. Um, but or, that was probably a little too in the weeds. Well, we thought we wanted children. Yeah. But yeah, we were open to it. We were op- We were both open to kids. Neither of us were like, we want kids. No, we were like way far away. Yeah. How would we manage without the other? And could you realistically be a single parent? <sighs> Did we discuss that? I don't think we've ever. No, I don't think we've ever discussed it. How would we manage without the other? I think when you have a kid, you don't have a choice so yeah. much. I, like, is is anybody ready to be a single parent? I don't think so. Well, if you're not here, I'm imagining you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, which I... That's like, I think it I, can be done. That's something I really struggle mm-hmm. with anxiety-wise postpartum. Me dying. You dying. Yes. Really. Yeah. When I'm pregnant and when I'm postpartum, I really struggle with it. Yep. And I... I don't know how I would, but I, I also know that I have an incredible community of people that would. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think you have an option when you, you find become a, way. a single parent and you have kids, you figure it out. Yeah. I mean, my sister single parented for a long time mm-hmm. and rocked it. Yeah. And she had twins. And single parent, two parents, six parents, you're going to screw stuff up regardless. So 100%. Is what it is. So how did we tell G she was going to be a big sister? We just kept telling her. (laughs) She she was little enough. It never really sunk in. But I still don't think it's sunk in entirely. No. But she's excited. And she's been really, uh, really excited about it. Yeah. And that's all we could hope for. Yeah, I agree. Is there a tradition you hope our kids carry on that we started? I don't know. Have we started traditions? Yeah, I mean, I think we have some here ornament and there. Party. What ornament party? Ornament party. I, I think that'd a huge be a big one. one. We do an ornament party with some dear family friends that we've done since I was younger, mm-hmm. uh, and now passing that on to our kids, and that's been really fun. So yeah, I hope that they would want to keep doing that. I'd say that's the one. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure there will be more things. Yeah, as they get older, and we do more holiday stuff, and I think we'll work on building some more traditions as they get older and have more input and we're for sure doing cookie cake day cookie cake day yeah 
that's in there July. There you go. End of July. Okay. My Good mom and I really wanted a cookie cake one time when I was in high school. Actually, it was with uh, Ross was who I was with, uh, who is the family friend that we have the ornament party with. Yeah. And uh, he's went to my high school. We grew up together. Our moms are best friends. He's like a brother to me. And uh, I don't remember. We came home from swim practice and Ross and I were like, we want cookie cake, but we don't have a re- like it's nobody's birthday. We have no reason for cookie cake. And mom was like, well, I just dubbed this uh, the Johnson family cookie cake day then. And I still have it in my calendar. And we went and got a cookie cake. And then every year on that day through the rest of high school and even into college some when I was home on yeah. that date, uh, Ross would come over and we would go buy a cookie cake. There you go. So I want to do fun things like that, yeah. like my mom did, because yeah. I loved it. When do we find time for ourselves as a couple? I don't. I feel like we're good at this. Well, I th- but again, I, we have a, a unique experience in that we are around each other most of the day. But every even day. when you worked, I think we were yeah. good at it because we don't put pressure to have it be thirty minutes or an hour or a date night or yeah. like there aren't qualifications for quality time. Sure. We're really good at getting five minutes here and five minutes there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not that we don't like to go on yeah. date nights and have more intentional. Yeah, that's something we're working on. I think building but, more intentional time into our lives. Yeah, I think making sure that when your partner looks to connect with you, stopping what you're doing and really leaning into that connection, even if it's only, you know, a kiss there, a hug here, a yeah. a a stop and listen to what they have to say to you. Just acknowledge them. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that that has been our strength. Yeah. Wouldn't you yeah. say our strength is definitely not getting like extended date nights or no, that's something we're trying away. to, that's something we're, we're trying to work that. on. Yeah. Um, otherwise we spend a lot of time with each other just during the day, like mm-hmm. in terms of quantity. And then usually in the evenings, once uh, the toddler's down and, or with the newborn, we try and do something with each other. Yeah. Intentionally. So we've been watching uh shrinking on on Apple TV. On Apple TV. It's hilarious. It's, it's quite good. It's it's really, <laughs> really good. Uh let's go to Greg's Reads the Weeks. All right. Because we're going overtime. We're getting we're getting lengthy on this podcast. Yeah, we're getting lengthy and you know I, we have a few voicemails and a couple emails I think we want to hit before we Yeah. Yeah, so. we can we can touch on those or we can get them next time. Okay. So Just a few reads. The shockingly simple way to help fix America's retirement crisis. I'm introducing Greg's Reads of the Week. This is Greg's Reads of the Week. Greg is my dad. We rate these articles on a scale of one to five in terms of how much anxiety they give us. And I would say this article gives me like a three out of five because I didn't know America had a retirement crisis. Oh, I just assumed none of us were going to retire. This only gave me like a one and a half. Is that a crisis, I guess? I just assumed. Yeah, I guess I'm with you. It's just work till we die. Yeah. It's kind of my assumption. Yeah. Maybe a two out of five. I was like, okay, sure. I didn't read it. Well, I, I mean, as, we'll at get least there when it's a solution. There. Yeah. It's not yeah, just a problem. Nice. I'm a nutritionist from Japan, home to the world's longest living people. Five longevity foods we eat every day. Uh, this did not give me any anxiety. No, I was here for it. Um, I didn't read it. I, I don't know I what had. foods they are. Maybe, uh, you know, I'm just happy to eat something made out of real food right now that's, that's where the I goal am. but again i want to note this is the kind of article that i get very excited to yeah. receive just mm-hmm. like the decluttering article from last week i'm here for articles like you this. love little non sequiturs that just tips well, for life I, yeah and it life like enriches hacks. me i'm like oh, okay cool yeah. i can learn some little fun facts love that and then we have one last headline and i'm going to put it in here but there's a caveat to it okay hellish hat trick this ultra-rich New York family was ripped off by, cuts off there, <laughs> in the headline. And this is where we're going to talk about Yahoo links are apparently broken in uh, in Apple texts. I don't know what's going on here. I would like to read more of this one. It was intriguing. Um, can't can't find it. Well, I mean, I guess I could look it up, but I didn't look it up. When and you so, click on it, it just goes to Yahoo.com. It goes to Yahoo.com. And I'm like, not useful. Never mind. Yeah. I will get on with my day. So... Didn't give I me any anxiety, know who they were but off I was by. yeah, exactly. I want to know. It's it seems like a juicy story. It, it might be worth googling. It doesn't give me uh, 
anxiety, but no. it does pique my interest. Absolutely. And? I understand why Greg sent it. Yeah, it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. But it's the ultimate cliffhanger because Yahoo links are broken. Yeah. Voicemails. Voicemails. You ready? Yeah. Hey, Joe and Matt. My name's Cameron. I live in Texas. Um, I have a daughter, not much younger than G. And congratulate. I just want to say congratulations on your baby boy. Also, just wanted to say that I miss the little bit. I don't know if I'd say bit, but the little bit y'all used to do of um, bad dad, mean mom. That made me feel like I wasn't so alone in parenting. I just had another quick question uh, just for fun. If you could travel anywhere with your babies, money is no object, where would you go? Australia. It's always Australia. Yeah. Uh, I want to go to Australia also. She's going to be so excited because we started the episode with Bad Dad. Yeah, exactly. Bad Dad and Mean Mom are coming back. Yeah, we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. We, uh, I don't know why that. I think we just forgot and then we kept forgetting. Yeah. We'll stop forgetting though because that was a overwhelming. It was a, it was a popular, popular bit we did. Yeah. The reason we don't go to Australia though is one. Very expensive. Money, money, no object. That money, also no means we object. can all fly like business, business class, class, and so we're all just chilling. Yeah, that's that's the move. Especially again with the money, no object part. Get your longest flight out of the way <laughs> with big old upgrade. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, we've talked about that before. We just really want to go to Australia. We want to go visit Sarah. Yeah. You yeah. know. Ugh. Hey, um, I really love your guys' podcast. I'm coming to you from South Africa. Excuse the noise in the background. I'm watching my um, 20-month-old bath (laughs) right now while I send this to you. Anyway, I wanted to ask what life is like with two under two. I remember following your pregnancy journey when I was pregnant with my first. I think she's like a month younger than yours than G, sorry. Um, how how do you how do you manage now? Who helps? Like, are you guys both at home all the time? Who helps like with one child while you're breastfeeding Rory and yeah, you know, like with the other child? I don't know. How does it, how, what's the dynamic like? And is G at school? Um, or what does she do during the day? And then lastly, what, where did Rory's name come from? We discussed where Rory's name came from. Gregory. Um, but as for what we do during the day, we actually nanny share with a friend during Mm -hmm. the day, Monday through Thursday, and they are at our house. With the nanny. Uh, and so we have an extra toddler running around our house, Angie, uh, with our wonderful nanny, Hannah, yeah. who we adore. We've got another set of hands with us for the for the days, Monday through Thursday. Which is what allows us to record and yeah. uh, do things like this. And Rory currently is just right over here. Under the table. Bouncer looking up at me. Uh, hungrily. <laughs> hungrily looking up at me. We're about to wrap up so that I can feed him. But... Uh, Yeah, that's what it's like Monday through Thursday. And then the other days of the week, we're just in survival mode. Uh, Like, it's very one-on-one. So a lot of times it's me um, with G working on art or we're watching Trash Truck or whatever we're up to. We do a lot of outdoor time. Yeah. We found that to be the best way to keep everybody... It keeps her entertained and it helps her kind of... Like, it's a lot of fun for her, but it's also calming. So it keeps her regulated a little more. And it gives us space to get some of the executive function tasks done around the house. Because when we do have childcare and help uh, during the week, we're primarily focused on getting work done. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we're doing emails, we're outlining podcasts, we're recording, we're filming, we're whatever it may be, taking meetings. Uh, And then outside of that time, we really try to focus on spending time with the yeah, yes. yeah. The goal with the having somebody to help is that we can get our work done. Uh, a lot of it now. It, part of what we do is every day and sharing, so that you, that's not a hundred percent possible. And a lot of times we'll do a lot of work after she goes to bed. But um, yeah, we try to manage getting a lot of the the technical work done while we have help, and then we can take that time when we don't have help to just. 
do the parenting thing. Well, and that's the beautiful thing about our jobs. And the reason I like to give a lot of disclaimers just about our advice or sharing our experiences. We're in a very privileged position to be able to do things the way we do. And our job allows us to be flexible and spend a lot of time with the kids while they're little. And we're taking full advantage of that. Mm -hmm. And I will be the first to admit it is we're going to take full advantage of that and enjoy them while they're little as long as we can. Yeah. Uh, but I love that you're calling from guys. I get so excited about everybody being from just everywhere. Yeah. Texas. I was born in Texas. You are native and Texan. Yeah. I just, uh, I love that you guys listen from all over. I appreciate that endlessly and I will never stop talking about it. I don't care how lame it is. I will get excited about every single place you guys are from. Yeah. Every time. So let's hit an email real quick. Okay. We probably touched on it a little bit, but somebody asked, Sarah asked, how did you feel when you found out you were pregnant with baby number two? I'm newly pregnant and have a 15-month-old. I'm so nervous and excited. I, it wasn't real to me. Yeah. It took a really long time for it to be real to me. And then when it became real, what do you think that was? Maybe 24 weeks? Mm, is when yeah. I was like, I kind of had a, a panic yeah. moment where I was like, oh my gosh, what have we done? Yeah. This is going to be, are we going to survive? Are we going to live through this? And it it worked out. Yeah. (laughs) I calmed down after a little bit, but that initial realization of, oh my gosh, this is another. It definitely took months and months to, to let it really sink in. Yeah. And I think part of that was, I just, I wanted to be safely into, I don't know. There's never really a safe time, but as you get later into the pregnancy, you start having different concerns. Yeah. And once those different concerns replace the old concerns, then I felt a little more confident starting to panic. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was also an email about uh, seeing the infamous Greg. Oh, and yeah. Me out, and I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Ellie said she saw Greg of Greg's Reads in the Week and you out for breakfast like, I don't know, a month or two before before we had Rory. And she was shocked. She couldn't have told. She could not tell that you were pregnant. Yeah, that's been the kind of funny thing about announcing this pregnancy is a lot of people had seen me out and about. We Mm -hmm. don't live in a super huge area. Uh, So people, you know, if you live in Northwest Arkansas, you see us out, please say hi. Uh, We love to meet everybody. But there are people who saw me, talked to me, everything that had no idea. And then there were people who saw me from afar that did know. Yeah. That just were like, well, I won't say anything to anybody. Must have missed it. Yeah. Uh, so we had a little bit of both after announcing. Yeah. I was curious what that would be like. I wondered if everybody from Northwest Arkansas was just going to be like, yeah, we knew uh-huh. we saw you. Yeah. You were like <laughs> super pregnant. You kept going to target. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, all right. Well, if you enjoyed listening, if you've made it this far and you're not subscribed, <laughs> I think you should subscribe yeah. to the YouTube channel, Do subscribe it. to the podcast on Apple podcasts or Spotify or wherever you may listen. Yeah. Please leave, leave us a review or comment below. Uh, we love to see it and we'll be back next week. Yeah. Email us, DM us, all the stuff. Hit us up on socials. Yeah. And we'll, uh, Talk we'll to keep you doing soon. it.